It's time for a legendary introduction. Welcome to Unpacking the Box. I really think nobody does it better. Join the conversation as we cover everything from life and relationships. All a woman wants is a choice. Inspiring interviews. That just hit me. Wow. And everything in between. Just keeping it real. We keeping it all the way real. Whoa. Now let's start unpacking. This is Linnea, your host. I'm here with Sequoia, who is a blogger and also an aspiring writer and a breast cancer warrior. Hello, Queen. How are you? Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm good. Welcome to Unpacking the Box. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. So we were just talking a little bit ago, and I think your story is super inspiring and it's so amazing i mean i was in awe when i started to read up on like all that you've been through and just you know looking at your videos and just i just i was just in awe of your story and i really wanted to share it and i'm so thankful and happy that you you agreed to come on the podcast to talk about that so i thank you so much yeah thank you for reaching out yes yes so Okay, so I was I was, you know, researching your story and I heard you say that you were diagnosed with breast cancer. It, you you stated that you got that diagnose uh diagnosis for Christmas. So um it was around December and you also mm-hmm. pregnant at the time. So talk about that. So if you can if you, you know, whatever you're comfortable with talking about, take us to the moment um when you were first diagnosed and just tell us about your story. Well, I was in the shower and you know doing a self-exam like I was taught to do and I felt a rather large lump that I did not recall feeling before um I actually had my mother feel it she said it feels like a cyst and you're pregnant so it's probably milked up for a cyst I still went to the doctor the doctor felt it she said it feels like a cyst so I'm like, okay, great. It's a cyst. It'll go away. And then she started asking me about my family medical history and if anyone had any types of cancer or anything like that. Well, my great-grandmother, she was diagnosed with breast cancer, but not until she was in her early 90s. So they didn't do anything about it. She was, you know, older. They let well enough alone. And... then she just kind of goes well do you want to get a biopsy just in case and in my mind I'm like I don't need a biopsy I'm 27 years old I'm relatively healthy I don't need a biopsy but I went ahead and I said yeah I got a biopsy done and then just a few days before Christmas I was told that I have invasive ductal carcinoma, which is a type of breast cancer. And from there, it just, it was very dark and very quick. 
from the time I was diagnosed to having surgery, to starting chemo, to giving birth, it, it got dark and it went very quick. Mm-hmm. So, um, after I was diagnosed, I told myself, you know, I don't want to get chemo. Absolutely, I'm not getting chemo because when I was 16 years old, I watched what cancer can do because my great aunt, she had um, a form of cancer. It wasn't breast cancer mm-hmm. and it was horrible. I, it was, I was horrified and having being pregnant and having two other children, I was not wanting to go through anything that she went through. And I kept saying, I'm not getting chemo, I'm not getting chemo. And after a couple of days, I said, okay, I have to do what I have to do because I don't want to be just a picture in a frame because that's all my kids would know at the time. They were too young to have a substantial memory of who I was. Mm -hmm. So I said, I have to do what I have to do to be here for my kids, not for myself, but for my kids. And I have a baby growing inside of me that I have to make sure he's okay that he's sustained in some way shape or form so I went against my oncologist because he wanted me to start chemo first I said no get the tumor out of me I want it out he well you're pregnant and I'm like well you want to put a drug inside of me talking about the chemotherapy while I'm pregnant so either way I can go under anesthesia get the tumor out of me or I can get chemo so I opted to get the chemo I mean the the surgery first I had a bilateral mastectomy on January 13th of 2012 while I was pregnant um I was very very scared nervous but I had no doubt about removing both of my breasts. They kept telling me, no, you're young, just get a lump back to me. I said, no, I want them gone. Take them off. Mm-hmm. And um, I went ahead and did that. Baby did well, no problems out of him. And shortly after I had surgery, I started chemo. While I was still pregnant, I gave birth to a beautiful baby three weeks early because they wanted me back on that chemo, but he came out perfectly healthy, seven pounds and two ounces. And um, I was asked after I had my third son, do you want any more children? I'm like, no, I'm good, I have three. They're like, okay, because the hormonal therapy that you're gonna have to take, you probably won't be able to have any more children because it's gonna suppress your ovaries and you'll go into menopause and all of that so I said okay no problem I was fortunate enough to be blessed with three Mm -hmm. I was thankful for that um I finished the chemo started the hormone therapy and the hormone therapy was horrible the chemo was horrible but um I went through that whole process there and then a few years later I was blessed with three more babies and the doctors are looking at me like how in the world are you even pregnant how is this happening 
you're not supposed to be able to have any more children. Like, well, God didn't say. So I had three more children and 10 years later, I am still here, thankfully, and trying to do what I can do to spread some awareness about just taking care of yourself and knowing your body and really speaking up for yourself because a lot of people looked at me you're 27 I was 27 at the time you're too young for that you're too young for that you're too young for that that's what I kept hearing well obviously cancer does not care how old I am does not care so if you feel off about something say something and go to 20 30 40 different doctors if you have to until someone will listen to you that's Mm -hmm. my whole purpose behind a lot of what I do and now that I have a daughter after five boys I have a daughter oh wow um yeah (laughs) (laughs) um I look at her and I just kind of mommy will not let you go through anything that I have gone through Mm -hmm. I, I can't especially within the black and brown community, you get, you kind of get pushed aside. Mm-hmm. And yes. you're kind of looked at like, you can tolerate more, tolerate more physical pain, physical labor when, and you, and you kind of get looked at as if you're complaining. No, we're not complaining. If we hurt, we hurt. We're human. We're people. And I don't want her to ever have to deal with that. So hopefully before I leave this earth, I will have given her enough knowledge and courage and confidence to speak up for herself and not take anything from anybody, especially when it comes to her body and her health, her well-being. So that is it in a really short nutshell but if you have any questions I'm open yes I'm so happy first of all first of all thank God that you're still here that your kids get to still experience being with their mommy because and I'm so happy that you I'm so happy that you touched on that too as far as like black women especially in the black community where you know we go to the hospital doctor whatever we're given a diagnosis whatever it is and we're dismissed and I I'm so happy that you went with your gut and you told them exactly what you wanted and even though they were against it you still said no this is what I want so I, I think that's amazing and, and more of us need to, to do that we need to advocate for ourselves and we need to be strong behind it and stand on it like if that's not what we we want and also listen to our bodies we know what our bodies are telling us and you felt your gut you felt it in your gut you followed your gut and it was the right thing to do and it's the reason why you're still here today I I do believe so because they wanted me to just get the lump after me. And I said, no, take them both. I went ahead and I had the bilateral mastectomy. I did not have reconstruction. I told myself if I was supposed to have breasts, we would not be having this conversation. So take them. I don't need them anymore. Um, I did that. And then a few weeks later, I got a call from geneticist, a genetic uh, doctor because I had to go and get uh, tested 
for any gene mutations, it came back that I was BRCA1 positive. Mm -hmm. So I have a gene mutation that is a marker for breast cancer. And the uh, geneticist asked me, well, what type of surgery did you have? I said I had a bilateral mastectomy. She goes, great, because typically when you are BRCA1 positive, you get both of your breasts removed. Anyway. So you did the right great. thing. Yes. Thankfully, I listened to myself and said, just take them. And uh, I'm glad that I did. I'm very glad that I did. Yes. Yes. Now, I um, I I don't know what it's like to have a diagnosis of cancer. And I don't know what it's like to physically have that. But I, I, do, I did have a family member that is also a breast cancer survivor and a friend, a good friend of mine who um, went through cancer. And I... I I don't know what it feels like, but I know what it looks like. I know what it looks like to see people go through chemo and the many changes that people go through and still even after they're done with chemo, um, how they're just never the same. And so I know I know what that's like. And so, I mean, your your strength is just, it's it's out of this world. But so back when you, you had chemo and you being a mother, you being pregnant, like how did that affect your life um, in regards to being a, mo- being a mother when you were going through like the chemo um, at that point? it was it was difficult um there was one point when I I I remember this almost down to the exact time that it was I was laying in the bed and I could hear my two boys they were coming down the hallway it was about 10-ish in the morning mommy doesn't play with us anymore and I'm just like, wait, I, I can't. I, I want to, I really want to, because they were used to me wrestling with them and picking them up and, you know, kind of body slamming them on the couch, stuff like mm-hmm. that. We would play. And um, then my other son, he goes, she doesn't love us anymore. Because mm-hmm. she doesn't play with us. She just stays in the bed all the time. So she doesn't love us anymore. And I set up and I'm thinking, I'm right here. I'm right here. I am doing everything that I can so that I can get back up. I can cook and clean and wrestle with you guys and get on the floor and just be mom. But right now, mommy is trying to fight something bigger than herself. But of course, they wouldn't understand that at the time. They were so young. Um, and that, that, that ate me up to hear them say that I didn't love them anymore. For them to get that idea, that impression. And as a mother... It, it's gut wrenching. Like just, I, I was just like, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. They don't think that I love them. And then I said to myself, God must not care either, because why me? Why? Why? I don't wish ill upon anybody. But at that moment, I'm like, why not one of these little nasty pedophiles? 
why me? Of all people, why me? Why do I have to sit here and go through this and feel like pure garbage? I felt like garbage because I couldn't do anything. It's like mentally I wanted to, but physically my body was just like, no, go lay down. You're trying to nourish a baby, nourish yourself and fight off cancer. Go lay down. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the the worst days when I had chemo. Just hearing my kid say something like that, it it ate me up, and mm-hmm. I started to lose my faith in God. I was like, no, this is this is pure hell. This is a punishment. I'm being punished for something that I did that I don't even know that I did. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like I was living in hell. I can only imagine. I can only imagine how tough that would be. I mean, just one mother to another. I'm a mother too, and I can only imagine how that must have made you feel to hear those words when you know, you know, kids can't really grasp. You know, at a, at a certain age, they can't really uh-huh. grasp that. They can't really understand that what, what exactly is going on. So I, I can only imagine. Um, and then during that time too you were I saw that you were also going through uh postpartum depression that was after I gave birth was when I started to feel that and I was I pretty much gave birth and about a week after I gave birth I just was suddenly in so much physical pain like Mm -hmm. I literally thought I was going to die I was in that much pain I had to have my sister call 911 because I I thought that that was it. And um, I went to the hospital, like, no, you need to have your gallbladder taken out. Are you kidding me? Something else has to come out of me. And um, it's it's one of those things where you kind of chemo, surgery, or chemo. Now you want me to take my gallbladder off. I felt like I had nothing left. Mm-hmm. Felt like I had nothing left. It's like you get stripped down to nothing. After I had my uh, breasts removed, I couldn't even wipe myself. Thank God for my mother. She, she wiped me for the first day and I was so embarrassed and mortified that I'm 27 years old and I have my mother wiping my ass so it's it's trying it's very trying and you go through so many different types of emotions but Mm -hmm. Now, with with all that you you were going through and all that you've been through, like where, how did, tell me how we got to this point where you are just empowering others, you're helping others. Like what, what pulled you out of that bed and you said, you know what, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. I'm going to live. I'm not going to let this thing get me. I'm not going to let it kill me. Like where, where does your strength come from? My children. Mm-hmm. It, it comes from my children. I 
see what goes on within the black and brown community and especially in health when you go to the doctor they as i had mentioned before they kind of push you aside oh yeah you're just complaining here you need tylenol bye and you're sent on your way and i said to myself i can't let them feel the way that other people have felt the way that i felt sometimes because while i was getting chemo i looked online at so many different websites and just anything i all i saw was older caucasian women being displayed for that's what breast cancer was an older caucasian woman mm-hmm. like i'm not middle aged i'm not caucasian something's wrong with me cuz society said this is what breast cancer looks like oh older white woman and i said to myself you know what i don't want them to feel isolated i don't want them to feel alone if they have to face anything such as that i don't ever want them to have to face anything such as cancer or any type of you know major illness or disease or disability um so it literally really truly hit me like a ton of bricks after i gave birth to my daughter she's just 1 years old mm-hmm. um and i was doing a little bit of exercise very early in the morning it was like 4:35 o'clock in the morning and she was up and she looked at me and something about that particular moment the way she looked at me it just it clicked i said no i am not going to stop i have to continue to be better i have to be better not only for myself but for you because if i'm not better how can i be better for you to be here for you so that you know how to take care of yourself and that that literally at that moment it took 10 years for it to really truly click with me it's like somewhere in the back of my mind cuz i started a blog while i was getting chemo i said i'll just write for the heck of it and it just it never settled i would have conversations with friends and they said no you need to talk about it like nobody wants to hear about my problems and it was always it's not just a you problem it's an everybody problem mhm and you you need to tell these people you need to talk about it and literally it was i looked at my daughter while i was exercising and something about that moment just said hey light bulb do it mhm Yes. And you know what? I'm so glad you started blogging because that's how I initially learned about your story. And I was just going to go into like your blogging and your writing. And so you so you started it when you were in chemo. So where do you hope to go with like blogging and writing cuz I'm I'm also a blogger which I love and I think that um it it is really a beautiful way to express yourself to also release things that burden you. Like I don't know how you feel, but I feel like writing is just so it's so um I always tell people it's like such a freeing 
feeling is so calming like I love it I feel so much better after I've written it it really is it really is I love it and I got excited when I was like oh she's a blogger too okay um so tell me where do you hope to go in blogging and with writing well writing in general I would like to eventually publish a book Mm -hmm. um and with my blog I just I really initially started it so that there was something of me out there so that my kids could say, hey, my mom is right there. She's not, you know, because I I was thinking if I leave this earth and they're still young, I want them to be able to say, hey, my mom wrote this and she left something here for us so that we would have a part of her so that we would know what she went through, how hard she fought to stay here. Those were my initial thoughts behind it. And then I said, well, you know what? Beyond myself and beyond my children, if at least one person is inspired to speak up for themselves, in any aspect of life it doesn't have to be about their health it could just be it could be how they're being treated just to speak up for themselves then I would be more than pleased that Mm -hmm. is my mo just so people can be aware of themselves and speak up for themselves Mm -hmm. I love that yes well I'm telling you that's that's the route to go and I love that and I can't wait to see more from you as you know in regards to blogging I love a good blog I love reading I love books I love all that so I would definitely be looking out for all of that yes you're welcome so what do you like to do for fun what are some things you do to like unwind to practice self-care for self-care I like to go and get my feet done, get a pedicure, get my nails done, get myself a nice facial. I like aromatherapy between like the bath bombs, candles. Um, And as a mother, as a woman, sometimes you have to say, you know what? Mommy is going to have her time. Set up a babysitter, an overnight babysitter. And I just go to a local hotel or something like that and just be with the quietness. Mm-hmm. And that is it. Listen, so I, I feel you. Listen, I, I feel you, okay? I resonate deeply with that as a mother of three myself. I also have three kids too. So I, I get I have, I have six now. So it, it's, it's a lot. Having five boys and one girl, my house is yes. busy and loud all the time. Sometimes mommy needs to take a break. And I don't like how society says, oh my gosh, you're taking a break? What? (laughs) These are your children. I know they're my children. I birthed them. And I can say that sometimes, you know what? I need a break too, because if I'm not taking care of me and I'm not, if I'm not functioning at 100%, how can I give them 100%? How can I take care of them at full capacity the way that they need to be taken care of? Mm -hmm. So don't shame me for trying to take care of myself so that I can take care of mine. Mm-hmm. I, I, Listen, I don't mommy like... breaks. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Yes, we and do. 
outside of that, I mean, I like to write. Um, I like to play pool, even though I'm not good at it. I like to dance, even though I'm not good at it. I embarrass my kids thoroughly in the store because if a little tune comes on over the little PA system, I will dance in the middle of the store. I don't care. (laughs) I love it. Listen, it's nothing wrong with that, okay? Enjoy life. Enjoy yourself. You deserve it, okay? You you deserve it. Break out and dance wherever, whenever. <laughs> Do and they, my my two teenagers they look at me like, Ma, really? Please stop. Uh uh-uh. uh. I love it. Like no, I'm I'm having fun. Leave me alone. I love it. I love it. So listen, I want to thank you so very much for coming on the show to share your story. I know that someone, somebody, somewhere is going to be so inspired by your story. They're also going to want to open up to, you know, because as always, I always say it's a domino effect. When you tell your story, somebody else is going to want to tell their story. So I thank you for that. And I'm thankful that you're still here. Thank you. I'm thankful I'm still here. Yes, you're so welcome. Now, before I let you go, I have to do unpack your box with you. And that's where you get just a moment to say whatever it is on your heart, whatever last words you want to leave us in this moment. If you feel off about something, say so. If if it's your health, say something. Don't let anyone, any doctor, any nurse tell you, oh, it's nothing. If you feel like it's something, go to another doctor, even if you have to go to 20 different doctors. Uh, it, it's, it's, imp- it's very important to take care of yourself. Speak up for yourself. It doesn't have to be health. It could be just the way you, way you feel. You only have one life to live. So say what you mean and mean what you say. Speak your peace. Do so respectfully. And always take care of self because without self, you have nothing. Yes, I love that. Get into it, y'all. So listen, before you leave, though, tell the people where they can keep up with you. You know, if they want to look at your blog, they want to follow you, all that good stuff. So I am on Instagram under breast cancer underscore mom underscore thriver i have a link in my bio that can direct you to my blog yes make sure you guys connect with this queen follow her keep up with her blog keep up with her story it is so amazing it's so inspiring thank you so much again thank you i appreciate you reaching out you're welcome all right y'all we out Wait, before you leave, keep up with your girl on Instagram at unpacking underscore the underscore box underscore podcast. Click the link over there in my bio. It will direct you to every single thing that I have going on. If you purchase my book, thank you so much. Make sure you leave your girl a review on Amazon. And if you bought anything from the Queen Wolf shop, I thank you so very much. The shop is still open. Thank you guys so much for your love and your support. I appreciate you all and love you all. Be well.